Welcome to the Lantun Dehe podcast. Today is our very first podcast in English. Our hosts are Butler, Inge, Kisir. We are a nonprofit organization based in Mongolia and the US that works to eradicate human trafficking and protect children from violence, abuse, and exploitation around the world. So uh, last episode, we talked to our founder, Kanjaklan. He explained us how Lantondaha started and how um, our progress has been in the last three, actually five years. And uh, well, today we're here to talk about um, what his main points were and why we do uh, what we do. And so I hope that you enjoy our conversation and discussion about this. Yeah. Hey, Bolor, why don't you talk about when did, when did the organization start? Why, why our founder decided that this is an important issue for um, young people to pursue? Yeah. Um, so basically, the organization had started unofficially in 2012. And our founder's name um, is Ganjahlung Chadrabal, but he goes by Jack. So Jack was just as anybody, um, any other like average young Mongolian, um, he was just walking down the streets of Atlambathur one day after work. Uh, and then he saw this person, um, this man who was between like 40 to 50 years of age, who was a double amputee and holding a sign said, um, stop human trafficking. And of course, in a peaceful country such as Mongolia, uh, Jack was very surprised to see the sight of it. And so he stopped and asked, why, why are you holding the sign? Asked the man. And, and he was hesitant to talk because there was uh, police officers um, on the streets as well. And he was, it wasn't like any other person. He couldn't really talk to the men right at the time. So he luckily got the phone number um, of the man and um, he also took a photo of the man with the sign. And then this, the same day in the evening, he called the man and wanted to figure out why, why he was holding such a sign because Jack had no idea human trafficking exists in Mongolia and he thought it's all only in the movie or in different countries. So he, at that night, he called and tried to figure out what happened and, and he learned that that man's daughter was abducted six years prior to that and that man was trying to find his daughter mm-hmm. and he did everything he, he could at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when uh, he met with him, um, he found out that his daughter was only 16 when he was taken and he, um, so the dad kind of talked about how human trafficking is so invasive in Mongolia and uh, explained to him and initially Jack didn't believe him right uh, because it was just a surprise for him for because we don't see human trafficking openly and so for him it was kind of like we would be very surprised too I would think mm-hmm. um, so 
he didn't believe and then he wanted to actually actually express that right and the dad was like you can actually come meet with my daughter and he actually did meet with the daughter and the daughter explained everything that happened to her so basically when jack met the man mm. his name is Ganzaruk, by the way yes um, then that daughter was already found right yes correct at the time so you're saying that the daughter was um was was being hidden mm -hmm. um because because why um because um they stole her once before and the father got her back mm -hmm. um and they were hiding her because they could steal her again so she was hiding at her grandma's house and so they um that's why they were hiding also um jack talked about how police were involved with that so he was also very hesitant to talk about it on the phone when he first called um Ganzerik. yeah because they were afraid that um their phone might be bugged and it was really unsafe to mm -hmm. um to talk over the phone that's why he wanted mm -hmm. to meet him in person and um uh, that uh, part this really annoys me because um, police being involved it's like um, for a normal person to fight that it's really hard when police involved in, in mm -hmm. that and Jack talks about how police were um, getting actually tax from each girl uh, having them you know being prostituted and getting money from them um, also, he talks about how police would get sex for free and um, all those things that how the police were involved it just really irritates me. Mm -hmm. So one of the other, um, the sad thing for me was that the girls who were abducted were really trying to get away. Um, and even when they were at the police station, they were telling the truth and, and pleading pleading for their lives, pretty much asking to see if they could help or or the men that, that you know, who were buying the girls, mm -hmm. um, but but nobody really believed in them and mm -hmm. they were just like, you you know, you're mm -hmm. lying and like, just, nobody was helping them. Yeah. And then at the police station, um, because they were their pimps, the people mm -hmm. who were forcing for selling them have registered them as as prostitutes mm -hmm. and because they have the registration they couldn't really do anything nobody really heard them mm -hmm. and they you know labeled them prostitutes and but behind that is the whole crime hides behind it so that's yeah that was i i guess uh, the main turning point for jack to really start thinking about it seriously and deciding on doing something mm -hmm. rather than just staying quiet was that those girls really didn't have anything like any any voice at all nobody was really listening to them mm -hmm. yeah so i i think we heard uh the turning point that happened mm -hmm. during that time when when mr ganzorik uh, was uh, found dead and um he decided for himself that there's no hesitation for him to fully commit himself to 
to fighting against human trafficking and mm-hmm. violence. Mm-hmm. And it was so surprising too that man Qanzarek was really fighting against and doing everything he could. But one day, all of a sudden, he found that, and the autopsy result was like heart attack, right? But it was it was very mysterious, and and his family called Jack that early morning, and and I believe he said that on the same day, um, the Mongolian news, one of the biggest uh, news organization had called TV mm-hmm. news organization had called him, and to have a live interview mm-hmm. during the prime news hour and that's where he really got a chance to talk about the issue and how it all had started and what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. and it was like a like a wake-up call and and that's how the name is from Lanton is as as if Lanto means hammer mm-hmm. and Dakhil means um, sign or call mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. bang like mm-hmm. hammer bang like wake up wake up this is going on in your country mm-hmm. everybody like learn about it do something about it and that that was a, a turning point i think the interesting yeah. thing that he did was um, taking advantage of social media platforms especially facebook when he started recruiting young people uh, mm-hmm. one of the realizations i think he had um, and he talked about was that um, nonprofits in the same uh, area tend to have majority uh, overwhelmed by w- women, uh, more than ninety-five percent. So he he wanted to make sure that this issue is equally um, um, that uh, awareness is raised equally among men, so that mm-hmm. their participation and and um, movement to change is uh, going to be essential in the, in the, in the upcoming fight. Mm-hmm. Sadly, most of these crimes are actually done by men, and he was surprised that most of the people who are fighting against were women, so it was very unfair distribution. And, and initially, Lanton was only formed by young men uh, to fight against the human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't we talk about the main uh, work and the idea that came to this group of young people? After all this happened, that he created a group. Um, also, he actually initially go to this professional organizations, right? National um, Center Against Violence and things like that. And he got good advice from them. And uh, he also... Um, because the unequal um, distribution of this fight, he created this nonprofit. Um, basically, initially, it was all founded by men, um, and they started a movement, Real Men Don't Buy Girls. Um, I, I think this is an international movement, and mm-hmm. he joined that. Um, and uh, eventually, people responding and and people emailing to him with um, cases, right? And um, there was a one big case that a five-year-old child was um, stabbed by their uh, stabbed by their uh, I think that stepdad or something. Um, so 
uh, and he got this like all, a lot of these cases coming to him which kind of like just shows how the society has mm -hmm. done nothing against violence and just people are just ignorant of it mm -hmm. and just kind of like uh, they mind your own business kind of thing yeah right? and when when some case goes on social media it it just spreads so quickly and everybody's like talking about it yet there's so many other cases that happens in the other cities and other states and mm -hmm. and so all these things he knew about and basically social media wasn't the only uh, way to fight this also we had to do something about mm -hmm. it and you brought a good point here too because that five-year-old um, boy's case was not just that i mean it was it was one of the biggest cases at the time but it also had made sense for him and his um, partners or mm -hmm. the, his teams to to really focus on child abuse also. Mm -hmm. So Lanton Dachio fights against human trafficking as well as child abuse. Yeah, and uh, also like for that 16-year-old girl, um, I think that for someone that young to be taken away and having someone forcing her to you know sell her body and things like that um, she's just 16 year old and she's just about to bloom and something like that happens it's really hurtful um, and so that happening to also a child and also like other child abuse cases and all of this together we had to do something about mm -hmm. um, about this and for like we had to stand for children yeah so um yeah and that's main thing is not only do we uh, fight against human trafficking we also have to protect our children yeah yeah so um i mean obviously it, those two are not the only cases and there were so many others that that he had mentioned and there are so many that he did mention or none of us really know about so that's mm -hmm. one of the saddest part mm -hmm. and we as average people we try not to intervene uh, try not to really get into other businesses mm -hmm. but when it comes to child abuse or when you see something that's not right it's it's encouraged by everybody to really speak up and stand what's right. Um, that's how how the idea started and how the organization had started. And there are many other things that, that the organization had initiated, um, short-term, long-term projects and initiatives. And, mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things he had talked about was the Magic Mongolia project. And it's completely like big subject on its own and our next um, episodes will be about the Magic Mongolia project mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah we can cover it more in detail yeah. in, the, in the next next time yeah and uh, all the projects we have done uh, like as Lanton de Ho is a build up on one after the other we did one project and we learned something about it and then we do another one and then we learn something about it uh, and so like 
it was just kind of evolving to from short-term to long-term uh, solutions so that is I think one of the good thing is that we have been Fantunka has been very persistent and um, persevered all those <laughs> challenges. Um, challenges and things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think during our interview with uh, with Jack, we were able to get better understanding of the background, of the story of uh, why uh, why he decided to start it, and why so many other people were sold on the idea and and um, and decided to commit themselves as well. Basically, what we're we looking at today is that there are people around the world who support the organization there's an official branch in the u.s there's a protection center completed uh in in the what is it called the, the district area one of the one of the um, districts in, in the capital district district and there's the second one in in progress so we're looking at uh, systematic um, approach to solve the issue, and we'll definitely be able to talk about it in the next episodes. What do you think Jack's vision for the organization? For, from each of us? What did he talk about mm-hmm. um, in, in his interview about the, about the mm-hmm. future of the organization? Basically, human trafficking is it happens in Mongolia but it also happens internationally. And we, uh, do not want to just kind of like be in our circle and maybe trying to fix a district or something like that. Because it's a global issue, we have to also join the global um, fight against human trafficking. And that's what we, our mission uh, is um, uh, and that's what he also uh, emphasized and that's one of the reasons why we also have the branch in the USA to connect with other organizations and um, exchange informations and work together with other nonprofits with same uh, mission and vision so um, and uh, that's you know we cannot just think it of as this is a local program uh, lo- local problem and this is very systematic international hidden crime so um so uh, we not only have to stand for um people in mongolia but also for stand for people internationally So how can you support Lantong Dokyo? Uh, there are n- numerous ways that um, the listeners can support. The number one is that you can go to our website, which is Lantong Dokyo, L-A-N-T-U-U-N-D-O-H-I-O.org. And you can um, join the fight by clicking on donate button. You can either become a one-time donor um or a monthly subscriber monthly donor uh, and also you can join our uh, our campaigns on our facebook pages where uh, you can donate to a uh, birthday campaigners or any other campaign that's that's also going on in our uh, facebook page mm-hmm. and i also want to add that if you are um have a business 
Uh, you can also become a magic business. You can um, support uh, us and join our fight by um, becoming a magic business. Yes. And you have that option in our website too. Um, yeah, and, which is the same way as subscribing as the Correct, right? yes. A couple of other ways. Uh, Amazon Smile, you can uh, attach your... Uh, if you shop online on Amazon, you can choose the supporting organization as Lantondokyo USA, um, as well as uh, support us by purchasing merchandise on, on Etsy.com. Uh, what about Mongolia, in Mongolia? In Mongolia, um, in Mongolia, you can um, go to our office um, or you can contact us on Facebook and we can connect you with the right person. Um, we can also, um, me personally, I'm taking care of volunteers in the U.S. Um, so if you have, if you wish to volunteer for us and um, if you want to just dedicate small time for us, then you can also contact me at enhe at lantondaha.org and you can also get this information below. That's it for today's episode. If you have any questions, please contact us at podcast at lantondaha.org. Thank you for listening and have a great day.